good morning, everyone. <clears throat> Excuse me. I hope you're doing well. It is uh, June 1st. Another month has begun. 2021. Already in summer. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but time is. Time is on fast forward. <clears throat> it really is going by so quickly. Uh, uh, hope you had a good uh, weekend this last weekend. Uh, Memorial Day. Just remembering the sacrifice people made uh, to secure our freedom. And it's just such a parallel to the sacrifice that Jesus made that made us free. We're free in Christ. We're forgiven because of what he did on the cross. And it's just uh, mind-blowing. It's amazing. It's a blessing. And that simple fact, reminding ourselves of that every day, should lift us up, right? Um, so it is Tuesday, and we're continuing on, guys, in Psalm 119. And we're going pretty quick through it, actually. Um, we are going pretty quick. We're actually on, uh, let's see, we are on, uh, 121, I believe. Psalm 119, 121. Yeah. Psalm 119, 20, 121 says, I have done justice and righteousness. Do not leave me to my oppressors. Basically, he's saying, I'm walking in your way, Lord. Protect me from my enemies. I'm walking with you. Now, oftentimes God will protect us, but sometimes... There are things that come against us, right, that we've got to deal with. We can't just run away from everything. Now, in certain instances, sure, we can pull a Joseph and run away when temptation is right before us. But other instances, right, we want to trust God through the trial, right? There's difficulties all around us, and... The thing about the Lord is that he doesn't leave us to our oppressors, you know? Like, he doesn't say, uh, he doesn't just take his hand off of us and we're alone. Like, we're never alone. That's one of the amazing things about, you know, following the Lord. He's always with us. And he says, be surety for your servant for good. Do not let the proud oppress me. And again, He's talking about oppressors because there were oppressors coming against him, trying to take him down and oppress him and take him out. But he says, be surety for me. I love that. We can be assured that God is our surety. Like, we can be confident in him. And I love what the psalmist calls himself, a servant. And this is a connotation that is not bad, like, at all. It's actually really good. Because being a servant of God means you're a follower of His, doing whatever He wants you to do. It's not saying, yeah, I'm a doormat for everyone to walk all over. No, it's saying I'm a child of God who sees God as all-powerful, all-loving, always there, and I'm going to serve Him because I love Him, because He has my best interest in mind. 
He is our surety. Verse 123 says, My eyes fail from seeking your salvation and your righteous word. Wow. Well, you know what that means? It means that the psalmist is seeking him like crazy. <laughs> like a lot. Like, man, I am looking to you so much, my eyes are kind of blurry, like I'm going blind. It's like when you read a lot and things start to get blurry. It's starting to get blurry because you're reading so much. The words start to meld together and it's like, whoa. That's a sign that you are an avid reader. <laughs> well, if you're an avid believer, you're going to seek God and look to Him so often. And that's always a good thing. He says, deal with your servant according to your mercy and teach me your statutes. Again, mercy comes up so much. And, you know, there was a season in my life where God's grace astounded me, not getting what I deserve, like when I would fail and and God would still be with me and still assure me and still lift me up and, and just encourage me. And I'm like, wow, God, your grace, it's amazing. But lately, probably in the last year, I've been astounded like that, but with God's mercy. God's mercy is not getting what we do deserve in our order of the negative. Like we deserve death, darkness, and destruction because we're sinners. We deserve some pretty bad things, guys. We do. And, but God withholds that eternal judgment for his kids because of his mercy. That has just been astounding me. I, especially going through Psalm 119, uh, I didn't I didn't study or count how many times mercy is stated, but it's a lot in Psalm 119 in these 176 verses. But it's just a reminder to me that God's mercy is real and it's there, and we don't deserve anything anyway, but yet God gives us mercy. Right, we didn't work really hard for our salvation. We didn't do a bunch of good works to make God happy and say, you know what? Now you're saved. You've made it. <laughs> God deals with us according to his mercy. Praise the Lord. And then he tagged it with, teach me your statutes. And again, statutes are the scriptures. Verse 125, he says, I am your servant. Give me understanding that I may know your testimonies. What a prayer. Like, God, give me wisdom. Give me understanding. Help me to get what you're trying to say in my life right now from your work, through your work. Isn't that what we all want? We all want understanding. We all want to understand what the Lord wants for us. And so I, I don't I, I I think that's always a good prayer. Lord like I see what you're telling me, but just give me understanding. Give me understanding. And he says, I am your servant. Give me understanding that I may know your testimonies. Again, he says, he's basically showing his submission, his obedience to the Lord. Like, I'm your servant. And I think that's a good place to be in. Acknowledging that you are God's. 
I am your servant. Make things clear to me. Like, I want to follow you. I want to serve you. I want to do what you want me to do, Lord, because you are God. So amazing. He says, it is time for you to act, O Lord, for they have regarded your law as void. So God, work, because people are disregarding your truth. Work. And isn't that the world today? It's said that over 40% of millennials don't want to know about God, don't care about God, don't want anything to do with any spiritual anything. Like They're done. They, they don't even want to deal with it. So God, intervene. Really, it's like bring revival, Lord. Open eyes. Convict hearts. Do you know, a mighty, mighty work. And he says, after that, he says, Therefore, I love your commandments more than gold. Yes, than fine gold. And this resonates with me. I just love how the Word of God is often likened to treasure or gold or silver or, you know, something valuable. Likened to honey, to bread, to meat, to milk. The Word of God is likened to all of these things because they're valuable. They bring nutrition. They bring a level of security and comfort. And so that's what God's Word is to God's kids. It is valuable. If you see God's Word as true treasure, then you're going to want to open it often and dig into it. If you see it as, oh, an afterthought, it's just something that I do, I guess. If it's casual, if you're flippant about it, then you're not going to get into it. And therefore, you're not going to grow. Valuable. God's Word is valuable. And as servants of Him, we want to know what He wants for us in life. And much, many, I'm sorry, many of the answers that we need for life and godliness, they're all in the Word. And he tags it with uh, Psalm 119, 128. Therefore, all your precepts concerning all things I consider to be right. I hate every false way. Wow. I love that. He's like, your truth, all of it? It's right on. It's, it's right. I'm going to follow it. I'm going to adhere to it. I'm going to look to it. I'm going to see it as the manual, the blueprint of my life. What an awesome and amazing statement that is. And he ends this section with, I hate every false way. Again, we talked about this a few uh, episodes ago, but, you know, God loves certain things and he hates certain things. And one thing he hates, and we know this explicitly from the Proverbs, because it's stated over and over again, but he hates lying. And I don't know, man, our, our culture, our culture has normalized lying so much. Oh, it's just a little lie. It's all good. We've normalized it so much that it's like no big deal anymore. It's almost like, oh, I don't have to repent of lying. Now I'll repent of my attitude, I'll repent of doing this or giving into that temptation. But lying, yeah, it's fine. Like, lying is normalized. It's just like another thing people do. 
and we don't want to get to that place, right, to where we lie and we're okay about it. We're not even convicted. Complacent towards it. And here's the deal about getting into the truth. As you get into the truth, you're so full of truth that it's like you don't want to lie. You're so full of God's word that when you do lie, you're like, man, I feel horrible. I need to repent. (laughs) You know? I need to apologize. I need to make things right. I need restoration to happen. I can't just leave this hanging. And it's kind of like that's what society does now. That's what people are okay with lying now, even believers. We don't want to get to that place. And if we're at that place, we want to get out of that place. Because God does not like lying. And we want to hate every false way as well. And in order to do that, we need to just like walk in the truth. Walk in the truth. Serve the Lord. Be a servant of the Lord by being obedient to Him. By submitting to what He wants, His plan, His ways, His thoughts. It's amazing. Amen? God bless you guys. Have an amazing day. We'll talk to you tomorrow.